Paranormal encounters can take a lot of different forms, from your basic haunting to a full-blown poltergeist invasion. Let's take a look at five more true paranormal tales. 1. The scariest thing to happen to me involves an urban legend in my hometown. This happened about six years ago. To sum it up, it's about a woman who hung herself from a poinciana tree after being raped by Japanese fishermen after discovering she was pregnant. Thus, she is called the Poinciana Woman. Anyway, she is said to be situated around the army base we have here. So, late one night, my eldest sister, brother, and their partners decided to go to the army tunnels, break in, and have a session. They didn't stay for very long, because once they were in, they said that they had heard footsteps and ran out and left, thinking it was a security guard. They arrived home around 11pm and went to sleep. My mother, little brother and I were still awake, however. Mum was drunk, playing music loud from the TV. I was on the family computer in the lounge room, and my brother was getting ready for bed. Suddenly, he ran into the lounge room and was screaming. Can you hear that? Of course, we couldn't hear what he was referring to, so we muted the television and we were up against the window, so our ears pressed against it, trying to listen for whatever it was we were supposed to hear. There was a light moan coming from outside the window. It sounded feminine. It wasn't just outside the window we were at. It circled around the house. We could hear it coming from the window opposite to the one we were at, and then the door on the side. It began getting louder, and louder, and louder. The wind literally picked up and was hurling around with the sound. It got so loud and dramatic that my brother and I were on the ground with our ears covered, crying and screaming. We have spoken about this after the incident, and we both recall being able to hear the sound at the exact same volume, even with our ears covered, almost as if it was in our heads. This went on for about five to ten minutes, when it suddenly just stopped. It was silent, and there was no wind outside. Mum was there with us, and recalls nothing happening. She didn't hear a thing. It was only after we moved out of that house years later that we realised there was a poinciana tree outside of that window. 2. In 2007, I briefly separated from my husband. He had serious drug issues and I got tired of the stress and lying. A friend of mine was moving to Wisconsin. He offered to help me get out of Florida. I had three teenage kids who were also ready to start a new life, so I took him up on his offer. I had a small car and sided over to my husband because I couldn't get it to Green Bay. We left in mid-August and arrived in Green Bay 17 hours later. My friend had rented a home for us and we settled in. It was in a perfect neighbourhood, we couldn't have been happier. And one day in September, my kids went to a park that was at the end of the street. I was home alone, just enjoying my new life. I had the front door open, and the storm door closed and locked. Then there was a knock at the door. As I turned from the kitchen and took a step towards the door, the strongest feeling of doom overcame me. I was filled with terror. I stopped for a moment in my tracks. Another knock came from the door, and I found myself suddenly standing in front of it. Standing on the step were two boys, maybe 12 or 13 years old, 
The terror inside me was so strong that I wanted to vomit. I was shaking and began to speak, but one of the boys spoke first. Please, miss, can you let us in? We need to use your phone. The fear was palpable, but I answered, Don't you guys have a phone? They both turned to each other, not saying a word. Then the boy spoke, changing the question matter. Please, miss, my brother needs to use your bathroom. We won't hurt you. You don't have to worry. Please give us permission to come in. I said, No, I don't think so. There's a gas station on the corner. The boy's head tilted upward, and his eyes were just too deep, dark pools. Soulless. The other boy looked at me. Miss, we need to come in now. Let us in. I said no. I slammed the door shut and locked the knob, the chain and the deadbolt. I was shaking like I'd been in a very cold room. I looked out the peephole and they were both looking at the door. The one boy just kept saying, please let us in. We're cold. How could they be cold? It's 80 degrees outside. I yelled through the door. Go away. I'm going to call the police. I looked out and they stood there and only stepped off the stairs when my boys came walking up the sidewalk. I watched as the boys got to the end of the walkway and returned in the opposite direction of which my boys were coming. They ran up to the door and were surprised to find it locked. I carefully unlocked it and hurried them in, then locked it right behind them. They asked me who the kids were, and I told them they were just kids selling candy for their schools. After that day, I tried to stay aware of what's around me. All I know is what I experienced was something out of a movie. It traumatised me and I sleep with the lights on. I didn't tell my kids until my youngest, a girl, had graduated high school. My oldest son said that the moment they had stepped onto the sidewalk where our house was, he felt a weird feeling in the pit of his stomach. He also admitted that he had seen both of them down on the walking trail, but never since. Every time I think of this, I still feel sick. 3. Okay, this may take a bit of doing, so bear with me. Army base, so west-west Germany. A still, dark autumn evening. Must have been warm because it was the kind of temperature you don't notice. Me, 13, and my mate, 15, were just dusting around before I had to go in. Behind the flats where we lived was a green area with a play area. There was only one streetlight though, so it was very dark compared to our street, and the well-lit main road through the camp which was about 80 to 100 metres away from where we were walking. No traffic, nothing. It was never busy, and this was on a weekend evening, so literally no traffic, and no one was out and about as far as we could tell, which suited two teenagers just fine, thanks. So we're heading between our respective blocks of flats and into the darkened park area, and we stopped dead. On the main road, moving right to left, was a figure vaguely person-shaped, and undulating and waving like a cloth underwater. It glided along the middle of the road. Based on what it obscured behind it as it moved, I'd estimate it to be between 8 to 10 foot tall, but at the very least it was larger than an average man-size. This shape, this thing, was not walking. There was none of the slight up-and-down motion of walking. It just glided smoothly at a fast walking pace, I'd guess. And it was black. Not someone wearing black clothes black, 
it was a hole cut into the night. No reflections, no shadows or shades, just blackness. It seemed like a lifetime as I soaked this detail up. In reality, it couldn't have been more than two or three seconds. I whispered, breathed. Do you see that? My friend in a whisper replied, Yeah, and the fucking thing changed direction. Towards us. The last image I have, before we broke and ran, was of it rising up as it came over the curb. This is what makes it real for me. This is something that had mass, that obeyed at least something of the physical world. It moved from the brightly lit road into the same darkness in which we stood. We broke and ran for our lives, back onto our street and into my mate's block. The fucker then bolted back to his own room, leaving me wondering how the hell I was going to get to my block. After a while, the fear of the repercussions from my dad for being late in overrode my fear of what might be out there in the night. So I ran, eyes straight ahead, the ten or so metres to my own front door. I was in too much trouble for being late to ever say anything when I got home. Sometimes, when I'm walking, and the night is warm and still and quiet, I think about it, and I wonder what I'd do if I ever saw it again. Run away? Or face it down and maybe solve a 30-year-old mystery? Honestly, I just don't know. 4. This happened to me when I was about 10 or 11 years old. My best friend Brian had this house. It wasn't a very big one, probably only as big as your average apartment. I remember when I walked through his front door for the first time. I got this really uncomfortable feeling. Almost how you feel when your friend's parents come home, and they're mad about something and make you feel uncomfortable. It was just really uninviting. After about three or four weeks of going over there, he used to tell me that his house was haunted. I told him I thought so too, but I wasn't entirely sure. He was two years older than me, so I just agreed with him. Then, strange things started happening. First, there were small things we could explain away, like doors would creak open at night, and sometimes the TV would turn on, on its own. Then one day, we were home alone, sitting on his couch watching TV. I heard what sounded like somebody talking very quietly in his kitchen, I asked him to mute the TV, and it stopped. So he unmuted it, and I started hearing it again after a few minutes. This happened about two more times before we finally said, "Okay, I'll check it out. He stood up and walked into the kitchen. I was able to see most of the kitchen from where I was sitting. He was just standing there, looking around. He looked at me and gave me a, there's nothing here, look. And then we heard it. Brian. As clear as day as if there was someone standing right in there with us. As soon as we heard it, he spun around to check behind him, and turned back towards me with an almost puzzled look on his face. We both just kind of sat there like, there's no way things like this happen in real life. Our minds couldn't even comprehend what had just happened. Ten years later, looking back, I still don't exactly understand it. 5. So I get home from my job as a server at midnight, One of my roommates was in the Navy and was deployed at the time, and the other one was at his girlfriend's house. I cook myself dinner, and as I'm cooking, my dog starts growling and barking towards the middle of the room at nothing. This was especially weird because she never, ever barks. She was a rescue dog, and I bought her as a sense of security when I'm home alone. 
and I could never get her to bark at anybody. I dismiss her barking as odd and finish cooking and eat. I start to clean up and turn the sink on because it takes forever to get hot, but right when I turn around, the tap turns off on its own. Again, I think it's odd, but I don't really think it's worth freaking out over. The hair on the back of my dog is standing up straight, but no one is home and it's midnight, so I figure I'd just tough it out, even though I was beginning to get a little bit spooked. After cleaning, I go to the bathroom and sit on the sink to pluck my eyebrows. My bathroom was small, with the sink immediately to your right as you enter, and the toilet next to it, bathtub up at the end, and the toilet paper dispenser directly across from the toilet. It was really narrow so you could reach the TP while sitting on the toilet. So, the way I was sitting, the toilet paper dispenser was behind me. After two to three minutes, I hear a weird noise behind me, so I turn around, and I shit you not, the whole roll of toilet paper was unravelling fast as fuck, like someone was pulling it. I noped the fuck out of that bathroom, the door was closed and it had no windows, so it couldn't have been a breeze. I put a leash on my dog and ran out of that apartment faster than Usain Bolt. By the time this happened it was already around 2am. None of my friends were awake, so I spent the night sitting outside the door to my apartment. When I went back in the morning, the whole roll of toilet paper was on the ground, and the roll was probably three quarters full, I'm talking a good five to ten metres of toilet paper here. After that day, I never had an odd experience quite like that one ever again, but one of my roommates did mention that a few times he'd come home and find every door and cabinet in the place open, when he'd specifically remembered closing them and leaving them that way when he left. This was when I was on vacation out to the state, and our other roommate was still deployed. Hi guys, Brimstone here. Big thank you for watching this video today. Uh, I do want to apologise for the slight gap in uploads. Um, unfortunately, I had a few problems with my PC, but that's all been fixed now, thankfully. If you did enjoy the video, please feel free to like, comment, share and subscribe. I'm sure by now you know where all the buttons are. There will be plenty more content coming next week, as I've filled up my schedule at the moment, and there should be a couple of quite interesting videos coming up for you guys. So, until next time, sleep tight. Spread the word. The JCPenney Friends and Family Sale is back. And this week, we're passing the savings on to you. Use your extra 30% off coupon to prep your home and style your family for Easter. That's extra savings on top of our great low prices. Plus, share your coupon with everyone you know and love. It's always better when we save together. JCPenney. Make everybody count. Offer valid 311 through 317. Exclusion supply. See store or jcp.com for details. Yeah.